CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. New information reveals that blockchain project NEO sought to buy BitTorrent. Good evening, I'm Bailey Reitzel, and this is Late Confirmation from Coindesk, bringing you the top stories from September 4th. A new paper co-authored by Ethereum creator Vitalik Buterin proposes to solve the network's free rider problem. Rising costs for network resources are proving to be a major headache for developers working on EOS. And ASX has postponed their rollout of a blockchain settlement system. And lastly, we'll have Coindesk reporter Annalise Milano on to talk about the new details she uncovered about the BitTorrent acquisition. But first, a word from our sponsor. Master financial technology online with the 10-week Oxford FinTech program. Interacting with an international cohort of business leaders and over 60 guest experts, you'll gain a practical introduction to key financial technologies and their business applications. Find out more at OxfordExecFintech.com. There are free riders in the cryptocurrency ecosystem. At least, that's what Ethereum founder Vitalik Buterin, Microsoft researcher Glenn Wheel, and Harvard's Zoe Hitzig are arguing in a new paper. What's a free rider? As defined in the paper, a free rider is a person or business that profits from the under-provision of public goods. In the new paper, titled Liberal Radicalism, Formal Rules for a Society Neutral Among Communities, a method is outlined that would allow groups to allocate funds for the maintenance of public goods without becoming vulnerable to this problem. While the concept could have far-reaching effects across many industries, the authors think the cryptocurrency industry, as it relates to funding projects, is a good place to experiment. Given that the paper has only just been released, a solution won't be coming to Ethereum overnight, or any other cryptocurrency project for that matter. But the authors do hope that its release will likely spur more discourse and debate over how projects in the cryptocurrency ecosystem get funded. Developers themselves are paying out of pocket for EOS network resources. Whereas developers on Ethereum don't have to pay much to get a decentralized application up and running, with the cost generally being passed on to users, developers on EOS are required to secure sufficient amounts of three separate types of resources, RAM, CPU, and NET, all before they can launch a dApp. And those resources can be expensive. For instance, Yuten Chen, CEO of Panda Fun, said the team bought 10,000 EOS worth of RAM, which is around $65,000 at current EOS prices. The company also staked 10,000 EOS for CPU and 1,000 EOS for net. 
Although Chin says most of that amount is going towards the project's upcoming token sale and that, quote, the game doesn't cost that much, end quote. Still, developers seem willing to pay those EOS prices. Plus, those working to improve the protocol have proposed a means to rent processing power, suggesting that the higher costs may not last forever. The Australian Securities Exchange, ASX, is calling time on its plans to roll out a distributed ledger-based settlement system. While ASX originally intended to launch its replacement for the Chess Settlement Service by the end of 2020, feedback from stakeholders has prompted the Securities Exchange to push that timeline back to the spring of 2021. ASX contended that, among stakeholders, quote, there was a common view in responses that too much new functionality was being proposed to be implemented in too short of a time frame, end quote. In addition to waiting longer for the official rollout, some of the features initially planned to go live at that time will also be deployed at later dates. Further, ASX has said that other factors may impact which features are included when the system ultimately launches. The delay represents the latest wrinkle in the long-running effort to integrate blockchain into Australia's leading securities market. The most important conference in crypto is coming to Asia later this month. Coindesk Consensus Conference lands in Singapore on September 19th and 20th. Join more than 75 speakers and 50 sponsors for two days of powerful insights, industry announcements, and cross-industry networking opportunities. It's all happening in Singapore, September 19th and 20th. Register today at coindesk.com slash events. And now we're joined by Coindesk reporter Annalise Milano, who, along with our other reporter Brady Dale, is reporting new details on previously unknown efforts to acquire BitTorrent, the tech startup that was ultimately snapped up by Tron. So Annalise, tell us a little bit about what you've uncovered as it relates to the BitTorrent acquisition. So we first started sort of looking into this acquisition. Um, Well, initially when it happened, we reported on the news. Mm -hmm. And then a little bit later, I started hearing rumblings that people were actually leaving after the acquisition, that there were some unhappy staff members and whatnot. Um, And so upon that, I started hearing a little bit more about the acquisition itself, who was involved, these sorts of things. Mm -hmm. Okay, and then, so it was NEO who also bid for BitTorrent, correct? Right. And NEO is a competitor to Tron? Right. So NEO is another China-based project that has been referred to as the Ethereum of China, and so they do similar things with smart contracts, and they're you know one of these blockchains that is trying to position themselves as more scalable, faster, these sorts of things. Um, you can build apps on them. You can do digital identity, digital assets, all the things that you can do on Ethereum, but better, essentially. Okay. And so why did NEO back out of the BitTorrent acquisition? Well, this is kind of disputed in terms of the information that we have. According to the the internal documents that we have from BitTorrent, BitTorrent walked away from the deal for a number of reasons. They were concerned about NEO's liquidity. Um, Evidently, they were concerned that the deal wouldn't have happened until late 2018. Um, And they were also concerned that um, their primary assets were in cryptocurrency. Um, However, NEO, they we're considering completing the acquisition through their investment vehicle, which is Neo Global Capital. Okay. According to Neo Global Capital, that wasn't really the case. Neo walked away from the deal, and they said that they did that because they were concerned um, with 
sort of regulation regarding the Committee on Foreign Investment in the United States and um, that committee making it difficult for Chinese companies to acquire American intellectual property. Gotcha. And so why did both Tron and Neo want BitTorrent to start with? This is, yeah, this is a good question. For Tron, we don't really know. They haven't sort of said it openly. What we do know is that BitTorrent has about 100 million users per month, which is obviously desirable for a blockchain. Sure. And peer-to-peer file sharing um, is particularly useful for blockchains that might want to do things with storage. Um, and NGC sort of said as much. Um, they made the case that it's particularly interesting for dApps because there isn't any good cloud storage at the moment for dApps that's not centralized. Um, so they saw some potential in BitTorrent to create a system that was decentralized cloud storage for dApps. Um, okay. Yeah. And then, so Tron acquiring them, have they done anything with BitTorrent yet? No. Uh, there's There's been a project called Pro- Project Atlas, which has sort of been announced by Tron. Um, no further details have been released, so it's quite Just ambiguous. the name. Just the name. Okay. All right. Well, thanks so much for coming on, Annalise. We'll be following that story closely. Thank you. Late Confirmation is brought to you by Oxford University's Said Business School. You can now study fintech entirely online with Oxford University's Said Business School. The 10-week program gives you the tools you need to build the future of transactions and commerce. You'll explore emerging technologies that will disrupt marketplaces and financial services, and examine the state of the industry and plan disruptive intra- and entrepreneurial interventions. Throughout the program, you'll be exposed to key ideas, principles, and frameworks from CEOs of leading startups, corporate leaders, and instructional leaders at the forefront of research in the space of future commerce and transactions. Find out more at OxfordExecFintech.com. For more on today's stories and to subscribe to our newsletter, check out Coindesk.com. And you can also find us on Twitter at Coindesk. If you're enjoying the show so far, please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to your podcasts. For Coindesk, I'm Bailey Reitzel, and this has been Late Confirmation. The Podglomerate. A Sonic Universe.